Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me today. And we are really working on this whole idea of happiness and understanding happiness. And we all want to be happy. I want to be happy. I love being happy. (laughs) So we're talking about all these terrible habits that really get in the way of us being happy. And so I want to read this verse to you because I really like it. And it's, it's Ephesians and it's chapter four, verses 22 and 24. It says, to put off your old self, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So many times we read this verse and we think it's like a one-time thing, like that's what you do when you get saved maybe. But I've come to find that I have to put off the old self quite frequently because I need to keep growing, I need to keep changing, and I need to be continually being transformed into who God has originally designed me to be. And so I oftentimes have to keep shedding what became the old self as I keep moving forward in life. So think about your former. What's the former thing that you want to really let go of? What became deceitful desires for you? Many times what happens is we start out with something that probably is a really good idea. Maybe we have righteous motives. And then sometimes it can become the wrong motives. We're now somehow doing the wrong thing and we think we're doing the right thing for the wrong reasons or the wrong thing for the right reasons. So we want to make sure that we are willing to take risk. And that's this next one, this next habit that will get in the way of your happiness is if you are risk aversive, if you are unwilling to take risks. See, life is inherently risky. There's only one big risk you should avoid at all costs, and that's the risk of doing nothing. That was by Dennis Waitley. I like these. I love quotes. As you can tell, I love quotes. So he says again, life is inherently risky. There's only one big risk you should avoid at all costs, and that's the risk of doing nothing. We don't want to be so afraid We don't want to be ruled by fear. We want to be willing to make mistakes. And this doesn't mean that we're taking risks that are unhealthy, unnatural, sinful, whatever that is. It means that if we don't risk, then what do we gain? We gain nothing. Think of the risk that Jesus took when he came here. He risked everything on our behalf. 
So you want to be careful about what you think you value. Because many times we get that upside down because we won't risk what we value. And we have to assess that sometimes of saying, what is the value here that I am unwilling to let go of this? I'm unwilling to take a, a different risk. I'm unwilling to, uh, to adjust it. And so you want to ask yourself, what in this world has true value? Things come and go. What's of true value? And so you want to ask yourself, would you risk your happiness in order to stay safe? Would you risk your dreams in order to have certainty? Would you risk your passions for your comfort zone? Would you rather have familiar discomfort or unfamiliar possibilities? So I'm not saying that we'd be stupid, right? But we have one life. And so risking things is part of living. If you're not willing to take chances, if you're not willing to step outside your comfort zone, and this doesn't have to always be physical. This might be, you know, being willing to be open to new ideas. This might be saying, you know what? I'm going to try that relationship with this person. It's a risk. I could get really hurt. But I need to risk. I need to try. So, so value what happiness really is for you and make sure that you're not squandering it and getting less and less and less happiness because you're so unwilling to take chances and risk. That's what makes us feel alive. How about this? Not being our real self, censoring our self-expression. How many of us don't take that risk? So this is the next habit that we're going to break. And that's censoring everything about us so that we're not even authentic anymore. It's keeping your authentic voice locked inside. Now, for whatever reason. But what you want to think about is, why am I doing that? Where, where's the fear? Am I afraid I'm going to be rejected? I won't be liked. Someone will judge me. Well, we all get that. We all experience that. And censoring yourself to the degree that you're not even who God has called you to be doesn't help anybody, especially you or the world. And it certainly doesn't help God. So don't keep yourself in the dark. You want to speak your mind. Speak your heart. Allow that energy to really flow. And I'm not saying that we don't censor with tone or language that we use or when we speak. But we want to make sure that we have people in our lives that we can be candid with. That we can really put our ideas out there. And I'm, they might say, might say, you know, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I don't, I don't agree with your interpretation of it. And I can say, good, tell me why. Why would I hide myself under a bushel, right? God tells us not to do this. See, when we bottle up self-expression, it literally backlogs a bunch of emotion. And then it has nowhere to go. And no choice but to implode. And this is where people really struggle with health. We need to talk. We need to speak. We need to express who we are. That's living. 
Think about little children, how authentic little children are. Think about animals. They're so authentic, right? They live. So we take that chance and we resist being so censored because we're so afraid that someone may not like us. So for, the, for really for the sake of your health and happiness, you need to express who you are. You need to let the world see who you are. Some of the world might like you, some of the world may not. But it's important for your health, your happiness. So express yourself. Express yourself. So think of this next one, because these kind of all flow together. This next habit that we're really going to work on breaking is living as a non-failure, okay? You're not born to live in, in gray. You're not born to just be gray. Now, we, have, we don't want to be in either extremes either. But you're a born creator. You're designed to aspire. So you, you want to take those risks. And failure is a part of the process. See, failing is, is a part of your natural design. Embrace mistakes and shortcomings as a part of the journey because they're, they're not abnormal. This is where we want to say, I do need to take risks. I do need to express myself, and I have to be willing to fail. So Theodore Roosevelt, he has this great quote about this. He says, far better is it to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much because they live in a gray twilight that knows not victory nor defeat. We have one life, and you need to live it. People are depending on you to do that. See, when you fail at something, it doesn't make you a failure. It's not you being a, a failure. It's you failed at something. You're the person who's daring to do mighty things, who may hit bumps on the road and is still part of those of us who are willing to dare, willing to risk, willing to fail in order to live. So I want to really encourage you. We want to increase that tolerance. We want to increase the tolerance for failure. We don't want to hide ourselves under a bushel just to be safe. Because that really is the biggest failure. So be willing to fail. You'll be amazed at how exciting your life can be. So let's think of this next one. We're going to really work on this one as well. And this is lack of a committed action. So this is similar, but different. This is all part of you being who God has called you to be. So inaction is the death of all dreams, right? Magical things happen in your life, not because of big leaps, but sometimes from really seemingly insignificant steps that add up over time. So you want to be saying to yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is there a method to this? Is there a point to this? Where is this taking me? It's like imagine if you just, you know, got in your car and started driving, didn't know where you were going. Well, sometimes that can be an adventure. But we want to make sure that we're not wasting our time either. 
So we want to commit to certain actions that are going to get us where we want to get. And it may take a lifetime. See, if you committed to the Lord, that's a committed action. Now we have to walk that out. We have to walk that commitment out. So procrastination and inaction really certainly can be whipped into shape just by realizing that even infinitesimal actions can massively change the trajectory of your life. Sometimes the smallest action that we do has the biggest change. And there have been times where, you know, you've heard stories of somebody that, you know, is driving down the road, they see someone that needs some help, and they decide to do it. And it changed that person's life forever, as well as the person that helped. It can be as simple as saying hi. It can be, ma- it can be making that phone call that you keep putting off. It can be things such as repairing a relationship and letting go of pride and being willing to own your side of the street and taking that action to say, hey, listen, it may fail. They may not be willing to reconcile. They may not forgive me. But I know that I did my side right. So we don't want to just keep thinking about things that we're going to maybe do someday. So we want to take some action. We want to be active participants in our own life, right? You want to take hold of your life. It's yours. It's a gift. You need to spend it wisely. So do something you've been putting off. Do those little things. Because a lot of times we get overwhelmed by the big picture. And I know that that I can give you a great example. I really don't like email. It's overwhelming to me in some ways. And so I can put it off and put it off and put it off. And then it builds up, right? And then I've got 400 emails or something. Ridiculous. And I know that if I just start, that's all. I don't have to think about the entire process. I just need to start can't steer a parked car, right? Just move in any direction. Even if it's backwards, just move. Take some action. And a lot of things that feel very, very overwhelming, if we break them up into teeny pieces, it makes it possible. So with my emails, if I just say to myself, all I'm going to do is open the lid of my computer. That's all I'm going to do. I may not do them, but I'm going to open the lid. I'm just going to start. So if it's whatever it is, if it's changing a habit, you don't have to do this massive diet. You can just say, you know what? I'm just going to start having one healthy meal a day. I'm not going to worry about the rest. Or I'll just start walking. That's all. I'm not going to take on a big massive exercise program. I'm going to start breaking this down into pieces that are manageable for me. So do something toward whatever it is that you keep putting off. All right, let's think of this next one. And this is a big one. This is a big one for all of us, I think. This is being too busy. Too busy being busy, right? (laughs) So busy doing things and going places that keep demanding attention, but maybe aren't resulting in the life that you want. 
So what's the busyness? Is the busyness because I'm not able to be with myself? I don't know what to do with myself. I'm running away from something. What's the busyness? What's the, what, what am I trying to accomplish with all the busyness? So that doesn't mean that we're not having a life. It means what's the busyness? If you don't like some aspect of your life and you're not you know, reprioritizing your time and effort in order to make the changes, then you can surely expect to keep getting the same results, right? Keep doing what you're doing and get the same results. So it's the same thing about, you know, stop putting everything off. It's this, what action do I need to take? What committed action can I do to help my life overall work better? Because we can find even a little teeny bit of time in our day to start a process of change. And you'll find that time when it's important enough to you. See, we don't change until we really want to change. We can have this desire. We can have an idea. We can talk about it a lot. But it's putting it into action. And so sometimes the action we need to put in is to stop being so active in busyness and just filling up time. So get clear on your values. Get clear on what needs to change and then go about creating the space to do it. And that might mean writing it down. That might mean talking to somebody about it and saying, hey, can you just check in with me on this? Because I'm really trying to make this change. And, you know, if you just kind of checked with me about how I'm doing on it, that would help me. Maybe you need to see a therapist. Maybe you need to get a life coach. Whatever it might be, this is how you value you. This is how you value your own life. This is how you honor God. Because Jesus was not busy. <laughs> it's really amazing. He really was not a busy person. He was very accomplished. He got so much done down here. But he wasn't running around being busy. So get clear on what your values are. How do you really want to spend your life? And make sure that you allocate time for the change. Set time aside, whether to talk to somebody, write about it, pray about it, research it, whatever it is the change that needs to be made in order to stop filling up time with just busy stuff. So we're coming to the end here of all these habits that we are going to break, and there were quite a few. So this next one is really, really important, and this is anticipate problems. Anticipate it. Because problems are always going to be here. We live in a very, very imperfect world. So we don't want to see the, you know, the glass ha as half empty when you walk through your daily life and, and being on high alert for all kinds of problems and watching out. What we do want to do, though, is recognize that they will happen. And they need to not be shocked and surprised every time they do. And I need to truly anticipate that I'm going to set this action into motion and probably I'm going to have some problems as I try to make that change. 
and I need to anticipate that. Now, I may not be able to anticipate every problem I have, but I need to not be in the black or white in this area and say, well, if I have one problem, then I'm going to quit. I guess I'm not going to be able to make the change. See, our brains are hardwired to look for evidence to support our perspective on the world. And we talked about that, the thalamus in your brain, it kind of disseminates all this information throughout your brain. And it really looks for information to really reinforce what your perspective is. So if your perspective of the world is that it's a scary, bad, horrible place, your brain will find the information to justify that. So if you think, if your perspective is that I never accomplish anything, or I fail too often, or I'm too embarrassed to try because I don't want to fail, then your brain will help you find ways to not fail. The problem is, that's the greatest failure. So think about how you are perceiving your world, and if that's the one change that maybe needs to happen. Maybe you need to change your perspective. Maybe you need to practice positivity. And we started out this whole entire series here on happiness, saying that 50% of, of happiness is genetically hardwired. 40%, right? 40% is your choices. 10% is your actual circumstances. And so a very small percentage of your happiness is whatever happens here in the world. And I gave you that example of the, the family that I saw in the middle of the summer with their three little children waiting for the bus. And they had no shade. It's the middle of the summer in Phoenix. And they're laughing and hugging. The husband's kissing her and the kids are playing. It, it, it was fascinating. Their circumstances would be such that most people would be very unhappy. And instead, they were happy. So anticipate miracles. See what happens. And believe it or not, we're to the last habit. And that is living on autopilot. Your brain will function without any effort on your part. Your body will do a certain amount of that as well. So you don't want to allow your entire life to be run on autopilot, functioning in what we call default living. If you want a certain kind of life experience, get out there. Truly, truly live. And that was one of the first books I wrote. I wrote that God wants you truly living, not walking dead. You don't want to live on autopilot. So make decisions for yourself. Because at least life will come along in a manner that you may actually enjoy. So make sure that you're owning your life. Make sure that you honor God by owning your life and living it, and living it well. See, God is entrusting you to take care of you. Take care of you. You are of great value, great value. God bless you today. And enjoy being happy. Find a way. Do these things. Break these habits and increase the happiness quotient in your life. So I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Thanks, Jeremy, for all your work. What a great producer I have.
To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.